Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Daryl's Daring Thoughts. Thanks for joining me. I have on my political analyst, like always, and his name is Jimmy. What's up, Jimmy? Hey, political analyst. I mean, you know, you know, you you my you you're my <laughs> political guru. Is what I'll say, my political yeah, I mean, guru. Hey, hey. Hey, if Megan McCain gets to call herself a political analyst by just being daddy's little girl, then I'm a political analyst, too. So we there we go. Not, oh, you starting off already. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I wasn't ready for that. Okay, Jimmy. And for all of you who are asking, we are social distancing. He's calling in. So please stay out of my inbox. Ask me these questions when you guys can't even social distance. So please don't judge me. He is calling in. He's not here with me. But, um, yeah, so how, how are you doing, Jimmy? I'm doing good. You know what? I'm surviving. I'm trying to be a person in my house. You know, I shower, I try to shower every day and at least brush my hair and try to put some form of clothes on. And I'm going stir crazy with politics because that's all I can do. That's yes, all you are. You, busy, you, so. really, you really have to, you were getting <laughs> on my nerve for the last 48 hours. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so let's just dive into this. Um, so you guys, this is a new series I'm starting called Road to November. And so Jimmy is going to be on, um, probably, you know, every, every other month we'll probably have um, Jimmy come on until it gets closer to November. Then we'll probably do something a little bit more consistent, but I really want to do, I wanted to do this series because like, like it says, the road to November, this is election year and, with coronavirus going on and, you know, the president wanting us to, in, you know, inject ourselves with Lysol and just so, oh, many, so many things going on that is going to make this election probably the most important election of our lifetime, honestly. And yes, it is. We want to be able to give you guys all of the 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 good things, the bad things, what to look forward to, what not to look forward to, and just how to help us prepare to November. Because every one of you guys need to vote. Like, there's just no exception. Everybody needs to fucking vote. Like, I'm just tired of it. Amen. So we're just going to get into some things. Um, and me and Jimmy sat down and talked and was like, you know, what is what's really important right now that we need to get everybody to focus on. And we came up with some good things. And one of the things I want to talk about, I want Jimmy to help us understand is where we are right now. Um, So in order for us to go forward to know what we need to do in November, we need to understand where we are right now, where we stand with who's running and just everything that's happened. So Jimmy, can you just catch us up to where we are right now? Okay, so before, I'm going to take you back to how we got with now Joe Biden being the presumptive nominee. So it all really started on March 3rd, which was Super Tuesday. And going into this, it was really, it was like Joe Biden kicked ass in South Carolina. And that caused Amy Klobuchar and Pete Buttigieg to drop out of the race. <laughs> and I know, I'm so sad. Oh. <sighs> It's so sad. Oh, well, I told you, though, I, you, Cordero didn't believe me. But remember, I said, like, as soon as Joe Biden won, I'm like, he's going to drop out. And you were like, no, he's not. He's going to fail Super Tuesday. And then, whoop, whoop. He did. Whoop, he he did. duped the fool. <laughs> so anyway, so it was like, it was like, well, is Biden going to have momentum and stuff? And 
it was looking like that it might not be too good be, for Biden because, you know, everybody thought Sanders was going to win the two biggest states, which was California and Texas. And then Biden just kicked ass in all these southern states. And then the biggest upset, which was the probably the first big warning shot that something was wrong to Bernie Sanders, was Joe Biden winning Texas. Yes. No one in their right mind would have said Joe Biden won Texas at all. No one would have said that. But yeah, then Joe Biden won LeBron James only, on his ass. He did. But not only that, remember, Joe Biden also won Massachusetts. And Joe Biden didn't run a single campaign ad in Massachusetts. Nope. And Elizabeth Warren was still on the ballot. And he beat her hard. And Sanders hard. So that was basically the um, the death toll. And then we moved on to the next sort of Super Tuesday, which was when we voted. Illinois. And the biggest story actually of that night was um, Michigan, because Michigan was a state where Bernie Sanders kicked absolute butt. Well, actually, Michigan happened earlier, though. So anyway, Michigan was basically where what revived Bernie Sanders campaign in 2016 and made it look like he had a shot. Right. But as I'm looking, every single county in Michigan voted for Joe Biden, Mm. every single one. And that, I think, plus just losing a bunch of other states where he crushed it in 26, uh, 2016 caused Bernie Sanders to drop out and gave us Joe Biden as the presumptive up nominee for the Democratic Party. Well, let's also mention that during that, when, like when we voted, when Michigan, when, when we voted, you know, we were already doing the whole social distancing thing. Um, we were. So, and I actually, on a sadder note, I know um, because we still had to vote in person here in Illinois, as everybody knows. But, you know, my boss at my work lost a friend because he was an election judge. He got sick after being an election judge. Really? Yeah. Yikes. So, well, you know, it's, I think, here's the thing. I think J.B. Pritzker and uh, the governor of Illinois, and I think Lori Lightfoot are doing a good job. But this is something that they're probably just going to. They're going to have to own it. And he actually, I think they said that they will own, they will own the, the casualties that fall from this. But yeah, just a side note, I, my boss lost somebody from um, working the election day. Yeah. Of, of I mean, COVID-19. I remember, I remember voting and I was extreme. My anxiety was through the roof on voting because yeah. I, I actually did the mail-in ballot. I actually tried to. But you do, still had to go. I still had to go because right, they did not. No, I didn't have to go to drop it off. They it never came to me in time. It did not oh, come to yeah. me in time. So and I did mine like two weeks before our our we had to vote, and so the day of, I was like, wait a minute, this is the last day to vote, or second to the last day, and I still have not gotten the mail. So I had to go to a physical location to vote, and when I tell you, my anxiety was going crazy because remember this was like early march so we still did not have a lot of information about the coronavirus we still didn't know at that point we still could do like 50 people to you know a group and things so we still didn't have all of the details of it so i was just like i i was just i was not i was scared but i knew that it was my responsibility and duty to get out and vote and then my ballot showed up in the mail two days later. There you go. God bless it. Honestly, <laughs> God bless it. So we're here. So now, so now we yeah, have so Joe Biden. Now we're here with Joe Biden. 
Okay, mm-hmm. and we kind of thought that, you know, even in our past episodes, if you guys go back and listen, when we talked, Jimmy has, Jimmy's done like f- at least four or five episodes. Um, and we have, yep. we, we kind of knew that Joe Biden had a, um, we had, we knew he had a good shot um, in getting the nominee early on. His momentum did die down. And, you know, we thought that it could be other people. Um, but Joe Biden was always someone we were comfortable, I'll at least say, you know, in getting the nominee if he did get it. Yeah, yeah, I completely agree. It was something that I was like, honestly, I don't want it to be Joe Biden. But if it is, I'm not I'm not falling out of my chair and tears about it. Like it, it's not <laughs> and I'm not trying to be rude about that, but it's it really was something that I'm like, you know, I always liked him as vice president. I've always I've always had a sort of respect for him. While I do think I did think the reason I didn't vote for him is I just thought he and this is a critique of British and his dude, he was just too old and just it was just, you know, I wanted new blood and but, you know, I was obviously in the minority opinion about it. And if that's the way people want to go with it, I'm like, all right then, then I'm all for it. Okay. So let's um okay, mm-hmm. so we have Joe Biden. But you know, even though we, we still have to talk about you know, a lot of things that happened when we got Joe Biden, you know, um, Bernie Sanders did not want to, you know, he did not um, concede um, quickly. Um, he It took him a little while um, before he decided he to. Con- he, well, he conceded a lot quicker this time around than he, he did in 2016. This is true, but it's still, he, he wanted to, um, he just wanted to wait a little bit. And I think that you know, he didn't want to drop out at first because, you know, he he did his team and some of his supporters did feel like the virus kept a lot of people from voting. And so I think that even if people still went out and voted, you know, he was going he probably he still was going to lose because at that point. No, I he, think he was still going to lose. Yeah, yeah. At that point, he still didn't have enough. There still wasn't enough delegates for him to get to catch up. So. No, yeah. But we still had the virus. The virus was still an issue in general in voting. Um, mm-hmm. out of fear. No, yeah, it, yeah. And um, we mm. um in Wisconsin, Wisconsin, like you said, you, um, you knew someone here that lost someone due to it. Um, Wisconsin, Wisconsin also traced back uh, like nineteen of their cases was at the um voting um booths and voting and um voting um polls. And some of their elected yeah. officials. So a lot of states actually have like, you know, once now that they can now research back to where some of the cases came up and how they developed. A lot of them did say that they happened during the elect um, election process. And so mm-hmm. I just want you guys to remember that going out for the rest of our, our podcast, because by the end of this, me and Jimmy are going to talk about, you know, how that is going to affect us in November. But just remember that it has been noted that people have died or have contracted the virus because they were out voting. And that is a fear mm-hmm. tactic that I personally think that I think that the Trump administration is going to use that fear tactic for November, honestly. Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah. Well, um, Repeat the question again. I'm so sorry. I just no, 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 no problem. So basically, it's like you know, with the 
you know, with the virus and knowing that all this information is coming out, that people have contracted the virus because they were voting or someone died that was, you know, helping with the election. I personally think that Donald Trump is going to use that fear tactic of that to get people to not vote, because I honestly think that. Donald Trump's chances at this point are to win are very slim. And so fear is his greatest asset in everything that he does. And I truly think that he has a better chance of winning when people don't vote because his supporters, we know, yeah. are going to vote. And yeah. I think that he's going to use that fear of you know, the coronavirus and all these other things to help him. And I just want to know what are your thoughts on that? I think what essentially he's going to do is just try to tell so many different fake stories about how, you know, we're already seeing that every time he does these daily briefings about the coronavirus, it's basically he's treating them like a rally. Yes. So, you know, he, the thing that he seizes upon is that, um, Oh, I closed, um, Support. I said, uh, no, nope. people told me not to do it, but I closed um, travel to China earlier than anybody else, which, in my opinion, personally, I remember thinking at the time, I'm like, why is Donald Trump not closed uh, people traveling from China? So I, I strongly disagree with that. But I, and I, I do agree with you. I think he's going to use any way he can to motivate people to sort of stay home. Uh, you know, also, not only that, we know that this is this is in the fall and people have already said that this could get really bad again in the fall. I mean, it's still not great now, but it, imagine if once we finally flatten the curve, hopefully soon, imagine having these number of cases up again and maybe more in the fall. And it, I, it, it is, I mean, as as many conservatives on Hot Mike Moments say, you know, Republicans win when people stay at home. Yes. That's what causes Republicans to win and or restrict people. And yes. we're going to get into this later, but, you know, that's one of the main reasons why they don't want to expand mail-in, one of the reasons they don't want to expand mail-in ballots. But it's just, I think what people need to realize is just, I've watched those daily briefings and I get so just, I get so angry and it just motivates me every day to keep on waiting to go out and vote. Exactly. And I think that that's a good um, I think that that's something that we have to we have to talk about. We'll talk about that a little bit more going forward. So I do I do want to say yeah. that, you know, this election year, as every election year, we get a new wave of voters. You know, we get the new the, the, the new people that can vote depending on their age or just people who haven't voted in the past, you know, feel like, you know, something now has has moved them to say, you know what, it's time for me to stop staying at home. It's time for me to vote. And, mm -hmm. you know, one thing that I read was that a lot of the right now, you know, depending on where you stay, what state you're in, there's nowhere. Everything, everything stay at home. Everything is closed. It's un, we're unable to go out to do certain things. So we have to um, we can't do the mail, um, the physical voter registration like how people do you know people will go to people's doors you know try to get them to be mm -hmm. to see if they're signed up to vote and or have you know days where you can go sign up to be to um have voter registration and we're not doing that mm -hmm. right now because of the virus and the stay-at-home orders um depending on where you live and so i read something mm -hmm. where they're saying that online voter registration is 
is not up where everywhere where it needs to be. And I feel like this is um, something that needs to be paid attention to because how are we going mm-hmm. to get these people registered? How are we going to get no, all yeah, these I new people registered? Agree. And mm-hmm. so no, yeah, I completely what, we, what, agree. what uh, something needs to be done about this. And I was reading it and it's very interesting that there are so many people that can't register right now. And I'm afraid that the longer we wait, people are going to try to do it at the last minute or try to get people to do it at the last mm-hmm. minute. And it's going to be too little mm-hmm. too late. Yeah, no, I completely agree. I think essentially what we need to do is just to make sure that every single person has access to online voting registration. And I'm actually on a website right now on my computer that that shows that, um, to you know, to see how, how you can register online in certain places where you can register on uh, online to vote. But, you know, it, because we're, you know, it's very state by state. So I think what we need is we need Congress to step up and have some sort of program that involves online voting registration, because that is the best way to do it and to motivate people to register to vote. I mean, you know, I mean, it's always with a lot of people. We'll discuss this more when we talk about how to motivate certain groups to vote. But, you know, if Trump wins for four more years, uh, the Supreme Court is going to be completely conservative for for, for maybe the rest of our life, for almost half majority of my lifetime. Yes. And, yes. And that, that, you know, I think you just, sometimes with people, you just need to, you need to, you can't think about the minute and you need to look at the bigger picture. You know, and the bigger picture, you know, Jimmy, I'm sorry. Of, okay. I, 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 you know, the whole thing about, you know, I have a problem with, with um, trying to convince people to why they should vote you know i just truly think i think that there's you know unless you're unless you're deaf and you can't hear anything that's going on in the damn world right now i should not have to try to convince you to vote you know what i'm saying it's just like no i completely your future you know I, i i personally think you should i think it should be against the law to not vote honestly i think it should be illegal and i think you should be fine but that's just my opinion well you know that's that's how they do it in Australia. You get fined if you don't vote. In Australia, I, they fine you if you don't vote. I think it should be a holiday. I think it should voting should be That's a national holiday. I, and I think that and you should be fine. Yeah. I mean, it's also, just like... Just, just go, make, go ahead. Just to make a side note about the privilege of not voting. And I'm not saying, uh, you know, it's just white people. Because I'm sure there are some people of color who say, I don't vote. Oh, yes. And I hate... I can, I, but but I can tell you... I can tell you this, that the reason Donald Trump is elected is not because of any person of color, because every person of color, at least from the from the polling of the day, eight, almost about seven, 80 to 90 percent of them voted for Hillary Clinton. It was stupid white people. And I get sick and tired of all these my dumb white friends who sit at who say they will sit at home when you have older black Americans, older Latino Americans who are risking their lives just so your dumb white ass can sit at home. I'm cussing too much. I'm sorry, mom. But you know what? It just makes me so mad. It is such a priv- a white privilege thing to not vote. That's that. My, long story short, it reeks of white privilege. As a white man, I can tell of the privilege that it reeks of. 
Yeah, and that's a whole nother podcast because we can definitely dive yeah, into that. Yeah, that is, that is. You're we right, can you're right. Into that. So let's that. just keep going because we can definitely yeah. dive into that. Okay, so this is mm-hmm. my next question for you. So, you mm-hmm. know, we've, we've determined, you know, these are other ways that Trump can get elected, you know, with fear, with people not being registered and different things like that. But let's talk about, let's look at this from a positive um, perspective um, of Joe Biden. We know that everyone, you know, mm-hmm. Joe Biden is very liked. He's a very liked person. He's liked by <laughs> Democrats, independents, and some Republicans really like him. So let's talk mm-hmm. about electability, electability with Joe Biden when it comes to, you know, the um, Bernie Sanders supporters. And I say mm-hmm. that because... We know we we know the moderates got him, so we don't we don't have to talk about them. We know he got they got he got their vote. We know that mm-hmm. independents will vote for him. We know that. We know mm-hmm. that some Republicans would vote for him if they don't like Trump. You mm-hmm. know that's a, that's another that's a different conversation. But my biggest, mm-hmm. I, I'm more concerned about Bernie Sanders supporters voting for him. I I I mm-hmm. I I'm more confident in some Republicans voting for him than I am with Bernie Sanders supporters voting for him. And that that says a oh, lot. Oh no, I completely agree. Mm-hmm. No, I completely agree. I completely agree. I mean, just recently, I know I tra- I know I kind of threw a lot of shade at Megan McCain, but Megan McCain, I mean, basically has indicated on the show recently that she's going to vote for Joe Biden. So it's very, you know, it is very much, it's going to be, it's going to be about driving this, this base of progressives out to vote for him. I completely agree on that. Well, how do we do that? You know, I know this, I know that Joe, Joe Biden and um, Bernie Sanders did have um, a conversation and um yeah and they're and they're continuing to have conversations right they continue to have conversations and i think bernie sanders this time around more than his time with hillary understands the importance of getting his supporters on board i think bernie sanders finally sees that his supporters are you know some damn bullies and they're just like they're they're some ruthless ass people but he mm-hmm. in order to get them, it's going to take more than just Bernie Sanders telling them, hey, you guys, you know, vote no, for yeah. him. Um, uh, Joe is going to have to adopt some of Bernie Sanders policies to some extent to get them to think that he's a good person to vote for. And what mm-hmm. policies has he adopted or looked into so far? And what do you think or what policies do you think he should look into? So there's two things, there are two major things that he's done, which is kind of a nod to them. So one, he lowered the age of Medicare eligibility from 65 to 60. And then he's going to forgive student debt for low-income and middle-class families who attend public colleges and universities and some private institutions. Wow. So those are two, yeah, so those are two big things. However, it's, again, it's a lot of these people are going to take more. The main thing is, One, the message of return to normalcy doesn't work with younger voters because a lot of younger voters feel that a return to normalcy is to Barack Obama. You know, Bernie Sanders is popular. It's not popular born. He's born out of Barack Obama. He's born out of some of the failings that the Obama administration could and couldn't do. 
whether or not you think, you know, oh, it's because Obama was weak or it was because Obama had a Congress that didn't want to work with him at all. It's still, you can't, at this point, I think the return to normalcy, it's a mixed bag in that it works for a lot of older people. And I mean, older people do vote more than younger people. But Barack, one of the things that helped Barack Obama win initially was younger people. So this return to normalcy, it's, he's got to sort of rephrase that. The biggest policy that a lot of Sanders and people honestly want to see, which is going to be very difficult, is um, it's, it's Medicare for all. It's a single payer, no more private insurance health care system. Yeah, is, and that's it's the that's, one that they. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. So no, bas- you go ahead. You're the host. <laughs> so basically, and that's what I was going to ask you. So, you know, so it seems like that was the main thing that drove a lot of his supporters was the M- Medicare for all. Like that was. Mm-hmm. And know, climate change, too. But he's trying to really work hard on climate change. And he's, climate he's change. He's actually put in some effort. Yes, and yeah. climate change. But it seems like, you know, like even Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, when she first, you know, that was his biggest thing that people that, you know, people would talk about, you know, Medicare for all. Everyone would have insurance, yada, yada, yada. And I feel as though Joe can't do that. Joe, Joe, Joe can't no. do that because he still has to appeal to the independents, the moderates, and some mm-hmm. of those Republicans that we do need. And I'm not talking mm-hmm. about so Trump supporters. Are... I'm just talking about, I'm talking about true Republicans who, um, you know, and mm-hmm. I don't think Medicare for all would appease to any of them. He will lose all of them. And so mm-hmm. where is the, com- where, where is the, com- the, the, um, the happy place? Where's the happy medium mm-hmm. for him to still win over Bernie Sanders supporters and mm-hmm. to still keep his, you know, his current base and newer people without just, without losing everybody. Well, I think, I mean, I think Joe Biden really needs to commit to a public option and a public and set and commit to setting up some sort of government run health insurance. He has to commit to that. And it sounds like he, he sort of, he sort of, he has, but he needs to expand it more. I don't think with Joe Biden, you're ever going to hear him say, I'm going to get rid of private insurance companies, period. That is not happening. That is not going to happen. In fact, it's very interesting. So one of the counterpunches that people say to what you say is that, so why is it that in polling, in when elections happen in polling them on the issues, why do majority of people agree for Medicare for all? And I thought that was a good point. But then when you look deeper into that, you realize that a lot of people don't realize that Medicare for all means you're getting rid of the insurance you already have and moving on to a government insurance. And the thing about human beings, which is very interesting. And here's my thing. I personally, I'm not bothered by that because if someone like Joe Biden or Bernie Sanders or any of them were in charge of making a system like that, personally, I am not too bothered by that. But the problem is, is with, it's just, it's just natural in the human condition People will like something that they know that's crappy better than something they don't know that might sound better, but they don't know. And has, mm. and for, at the meantime, still has nothing to pass. Right. So I think Joe Biden needs to make a public option that is good, that is good, that isn't just some sort of low income. Here's a basic form of health care that you can that you can start off with that will build up to 
more expensive healthcare plans. I mm-hmm. think he needs to make a great healthcare plan that isn't crap, a right. government program that is not crap. And what the Bernie people need to realize is that you're, we're, we're still going to live in a world with private insurance for right. a while. Basically, you're not gonna, you're not, yeah, you're not going to have Joe Biden get rid of private insurance. That is not happening. Maybe someday it will. Maybe who knows. Because, it, because, you know, maybe when younger, our generation gets older, more people will vote. But that is something that you're going to have to let go. And it's very painful for some people because, it's, you know, you listen to some of these healthcare stories and it's, it's, very, it's, it's very sad. We have, a, we have a bad system. We it's, do. It's, but, um, but we're going to keep we going. We have a bad system. We're going to keep going yes, because, yes, that's again, that's, yeah. it sure is. So that's something we're actually going to keep an eye out you know, once we keep doing this Road to November series, because, you know, more and more as we get into this, we'll see, you know, it, what 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 policies he changes, what things he stick with and what he start using as his platform. So we'll definitely keep you guys posted and updated on those things and how his shift happens with those um with like the Bernie Sanders supporters and things like that. But let's get into something that's very interesting and his VP pick. Now it's this is this is nice. I like I like his options. And so I'm excited about I'm excited about his VP pick, honestly, because I truly believe that Jimmy, what you got going on over there? An ad just popped up on my computer. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. Mute your damn computer. Thank you. So let's talk about (laughs) so let's talk about your VP his VP pick or and who we think he's going to pick. Who who do I who do you want? Who do you who do you who do do you want? Not not who you think he's gonna pick. Who do you want him to pick? Okay, so I have boiled it down to two options. Um, I think it should either be Kamala Harris or Stacey Abrams. Kamala Harris, with my case for Kamala Harris is that she has experience in my, she has good experience in, in Washington. She's a kick-ass person, very well-liked, very driven, and has shown the most, well, actually, she is one of the people that shows the most interest in working for Joe Biden. But the thing that trumps her, I think, with Stacey Abrams, is that she, I think she would actually be an, a fantastic vice president. Where For me, where I like Stacey Abrams is that I like the fact that she has a singular issue that already you can tell she could focus on, which is vote, is, ex, vote expanding voting rights and yes. making um, expand, voting expansion a huge thing. My issue with Stacey Abrams, and, oh, and a plus thing is that I know you you say she's that progress she isn't progressive, but progressives still love her. They love her, even if she, her her policies aren't progressive. She is a. I think I think what, I think what you need to what you, what you and other people need to understand that I've realized with progressives, and I'm just gonna say this real quickly: progressives like anyone who's new. A fresh face yeah. is a fresh face is something is 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 progressive in their mind so i think that that's why progressives gravitate towards people who who are new and fresh or someone who believes in a a very forceful action it just comes out the gate swinging you know those are Mm -hmm. who people gravitate towards but go on yeah 
so yeah, I mean, no, but the problem with um, Stacey Abrams is she has never held an office outside of just being a state rep in Georgia, just a representative in the state of Georgia. And, and, but the thing (laughs) where I get into it, it's like, well, you were voting for, you wanted the mayor of South Bend, Indiana to be freaking president of the United States. So I think I'm sort of being contradictive when I say that. I mean, a mayor and a state representative is two separate things. That is also very two complete. They are two completely different things. But I think, I think my thing is, is that the reason I picked, so to sum it up, pick Kamala Harris because I actually think she has the most experience to be a great vice president. Pick Stacey Abrams because I think she, um, I think she could, she could potentially draw in a good amount of voters. But I think it should be a black woman. Period. I think it should be a black woman. Okay. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. What I, about you? I I don't know. I think his. I, I don't. I'm okay with it not being a black woman. I think it. You're should, okay. I think it should be a woman because me personally, I love Kamala Harris, but I don't think. I don't think Kamala Harris appeases to everyone and i think you know your vice president your your vice president you know like barack obama he had you know barack obama got joe biden because they knew joe biden could cross the aisle and reach the republicans that's why Mm -hmm. he chose joe Mm -hmm. biden and i feel as though Mm -hmm. his vp needs to be someone who can do the same and i don't think kamala Mm -hmm. or stacy could could do that stacy no because stacy mm-hmm. doesn't have enough experience with those people or enough you know you know she doesn't have enough experience mm-hmm. with that group of people to to influence them and i think kamala has been on the fence with them for so long she isn't the right person either i think that even though i love them both i feel like um, kamala would be a better attorney general um uh, uh, the attorney mm. general um because she is an attorney she's a lawyer and i do believe she'll be a kick ass attorney general and mm-hmm. i think stacy abrams should be in his cabinet absolutely or she should honestly just run for governor of uh, georgia again at some point but yeah. i think i know you're not going to like this but i think he truly should choose i think it should be amy klobuchar Okay, why? Why? Please, okay, why? <laughs> sorry, sorry, I, um, why? That, I'm so triggered. <laughs> that noise was uncalled for, sir. I am so sorry. I have, I have Klobuchar. Um, uh, that was so rude. Of, I think, I know, I, I just, I find, I just, let Let me finish, uh, because... That, all right i'll let you, you finish it was immature it was immature that's okay i'm like i said i'm okay with either of those women i, I will be okay with it i think because amy mm-hmm. klobuchar she she has proven that she can reach across the aisle she has a lot of republican friends and she has a lot a lot of republicans really like amy a lot of them like her Mm-hmm. And so I that's where my mind was with that, because your vice president technically does not have to be a person that's so the the personality of your vice president should not outshadow your president. And I think that yeah. Amy fits that. I think Stacy Stacy's personality would out, outshadow Joe Biden's. And we you mm-hmm. shouldn't want that for your vice president. And so I think Amy She's she can handle herself on the debate stage. 
her record proves it. Her anybody that anybody that um that um that Cheeto Man picks is not going to be better than um a- Amy Klobuchar at all. And she mm-hmm. has a proven record of working with Republicans and getting things done. So I think for that reason, she would be a better choice. I see your point in that. So I, the reason I made that noise was because, you know, I, well, I just can't let go of the past. And I, I thought that I thought she was very disrespectful and rude and dismissive of anything, everything that Pete Buttigieg was about. And so I, I just don't, I, it's a personal reason. It's a little personal why I really don't want. Well, if that's the case, it. then you, you shouldn't made, like Kamala Harris because she, she told Joe that, Biden up on that debate stage talking about bussing and basically talking about how you disregard right. black you're people. You're absolutely right. Absolutely so I'm just saying right. we, we can't right. we that can't is... look at the past. It was the it was everyone mm-hmm. was going at each other for a reason. Mm-hmm. I also just think I don't think Amy Klobuchar is that exciting of a person, and which is might, might be very very sexist of me to say, but I find Kamala Harris more exciting. I find Stacey Abrams. I even find Elizabeth Warren because she might be on the list too. I find them more exciting. I don't. I think I don't really find. I see your points in it, but I don't really see. I I actually I don't. Was Joe Biden exciting to you? Were you excited about Joe Biden with Barack Obama? No, I I didn't know anything about I didn't know anything about Joe Biden. I didn't know anything about that man until he Mm -hmm. started working with Barack Obama. And I'm like, who is this guy? He's cool. Like, I really wasn't. So I think that, you know, she that's just that's just my little two cent. We're going to move on because we uh, I want (laughs) to close and talking about something that's extremely important. But. Those are those are our our thoughts. You know, the more we do this road to November, we we will eventually hear who his VP who his VP pick is, and then we'll mm-hmm. you know talk about if we think that that was a good option or not. But just for mm-hmm. the record, Jimmy thinks um, Stacey Abrams and Kamala Harris are his two go the two he should choose. I think it should be Amy Klobuchar, but again, I'm fine with either of them, honestly. So mm-hmm. let's go to our um the last thing I wanted to talk about and um that is something that I think is going to be Donald Trump one of his go-tos one of his go-tos for November and that's voter suppression. Now mm-hmm. it has been proven that voter suppression was a tool that he used um in 2016. Um a lot of people weren't aware of it or chose not to really care. But voter suppression is something that happens in not just the presidential elections. It happens everywhere. Even Stacey Abrams lost because the governor did voter suppression in Georgia, and that's why she lost. And so I truly believe that voter voter suppression is going to be used even even more um, this election because of the fear people are going to have with actually going to the voting booth because of the virus. Mm-hmm. And if we're supposed to get, if we're supposed to get another strand of virus this fall, that's supposed to be worse than what we have now then you know, damn well, people are like, look, I'm just either not going to vote or I'm going to mail it in or, <laughs> you know, and those people who are mailing it in, that's even scarier because you see what happened to me. I didn't get mine until two days after. So, 
Mm-hmm. I think, and I mean, you talked about this offline, that we think that the Democrats need to really focus on that and try to get some legislation passed to protect people's mail-in votes or to ensure that it's protected more. Mm-hmm. No, yeah, I completely agree. And, you know, we talked about this earlier, but I mean, here, I have a quote directly. The complaints about, the GOP complaints about um, mail-in voting is it was essentially uh, summed up by Donald Trump in this quote from him on Fox and Friends, quote, the things they had in there were crazy. They had things, levels of voting that if you ever agreed to it, you'd never have a Republican, Republican elected in this country again, end quote. So this is all about making sure the less people vote, the more Republicans will win. Because Republican, it, it's funny, Republicans will march in line for whatever. They will hold their nose through whatever in order to win. Democrats and liberals don't do that. And that is something, especially in this election for a lot of people, that they are just going to have to learn to do. If you ever want to win, you're, you know, people have to let go of all this conscious stuff. But anyway, one of the problems um, that they have is that, you know, up front, mail-in voting, and this is not, this is just a general problem. It's super expensive. Mm. It's super, super expensive. It's very expensive. Now, in the long run, it is, the funny thing is, up front, it's super expensive, but in the long run, it is actually more cheaper than, um, than, um, voting in person. So, and so it's one of these things that the problem that some people also, the logistics of mail-in voting is that up front, it's A, going to be very expensive, and C, it will require a lot of restructuring of elections in certain states. Now, to me, that's a good thing because I'm assuming the ones that have it are the ones that are bad at it. But at the same time, it is something that people don't know that can be done in an eight-month process. So it's it's... And I also, um, also we, correct me if I'm wrong, ahead. correct me if I'm wrong, if we, if that, that's, you know, the, the other beauty part about going in to vote is that we get real time updates, you know, um, we get, yeah, we, we get, you be, know, we get more real time updates, you know, with, you know, on CNN, you know, where we look and stuff. And so that would be something else that would end up being delayed a lot. Mm-hmm. No, yeah, they, that's it. That is a problem. It can it can delay election counts. Who so it it would so I mean California right now is still counting votes from March third. Really, California is yeah. Well, wait a minute. Let me see because I'm reading an article right now. I need to see when this <laughs> this article was published. This is a later article, but an article published. Oh, on so this is this article talking about mail and voting was published at the end of March. And, so so it's still, still four weeks. Yeah, so it took them four weeks to count elections. So if we do mail-in voting, it's going to take a long time. And, you know, Ohio, their actual election is today, their primary, and they're doing mail-in voting, and they start counting at 7.30. But Wait a minute, there's this today, you say take Mail-in, yeah, so they changed to essentially almost all mail-in voting. Oh. So you could hear results from Ohio tonight. But it'll be interesting you should pay attention to this tonight because what the hell this are they is the voting for? That we're... Well, you know, remember they uh, their um, election um, was still going to happen before Bernie dropped out, and remember Bernie Sanders is still uh, collecting delegates. 
Yes. He's dropped out. Yes. He said he was holding on to his delegates. And Joe Biden actually made a rule to help it have it easier for him to hold on to his delegates. Did you know that Joe Biden's helping him try to hold on to his delegates? Right. So basically, Mm -hmm. so basically, you know, um, in closing, um, basically the mail-in voting I'm not I'm not I'm not saying that it needs to be the the end all to voting It's just doing mail in. I just think the option for it needs to be better for those who are yeah. going to be afraid to go out. I still think you should go out and vote. But depending on this virus and how it picks up in the fall, if we have mm-hmm. maybe we'll have a vaccine that help fight it. Um, they said we will be better. Ooh, that it, we won't have a vaccine by then. We won't well, not have a vaccine, vaccine but they election. did. We're not going to have a vaccine, but they did say we may have something that can help you um, fight it off better. Um, so that's something yeah, that they're yeah. working mm-hmm. on. So maybe we'll have something. Maybe we won't. Maybe they'll be. We'll be more prepared this next go round when this strand comes out. But I do think mm-hmm. that Democrats need to try to at least put some type of energy in around making sure voter suppression is not. Um, it's not done this November because I do believe fear in that is going to help drive Donald Trump. Yeah, I completely agree. Okay. So, Jimmy, mm-hmm. I want to thank you for coming on for the first... Thank ep- you so much for having me. The first episode of Road to November. Um, when we come back, um, I'll probably have you back on, you know, next month or the month after. It just depends on what is going on. If something, if we see some big changes, I'm like, Jimmy, we got to do an episode. Yes, we do. <laughs> okay. So, Jimmy, I thank you. You guys, please keep listening. This was the first episode of our Road to November series, and you will hear more. Um, so, enjoy the rest of your day, Jimmy, and go walk your dog because he's barking a lot. I will. Okay, talk to you soon, buddy. Bye. Bye. To follow me on social media, you can go to Instagram. I'm very active on Instagram. Um, It's Cordero underscore Santiago. I'm so excited that I have an email address now for you guys to send me requests for topics any questions you have regarding a topic that I've already discussed, or if you just want to vent about something that's going on in your life that you want me to talk about on an episode, I have an email address for you to do all of those things. The email is darrowdaresyou at gmail.com. So I'll spell that for you. Darrow, D-A-R-O-D-A-R-E-S-U. Darrowdaresyou at gmail.com. Send me an email.